today, President Donald Trump faces mounting pressure to cooperate with President-elect Joe Biden to ensure a smooth transition to power. But what could this mean for wider world politics? Also, new leader in Bolivia. Good articles on immigration in the eye. And powerful discussion about substitute rule in football. This is the news bubble. First today, the impact of President Trump's refusal to concede defeat in the US elections is discussed by NBC in a very interesting article on their website. Here, independent observers warn that the damaging consequences of places where the United States have spent decades promoting democracy, looking at what's happening, are clear. He's very clearly crossed the line by saying votes should stop being counted, said Michael Link, the leader of Electoral Observer Mission to the US by the Organisation for Security and Cooperation in Europe. To use a sports analogy, analogy, in the middle of the game, if you're leading with 40 minutes to go, you can't stop the game just because you want to win. Authoritarian expert Nick Cheeseman said he was already witnessing firsthand the real-world damage wrought by Trump's remarks. This weakens the moral authority of the US when speaking out about other countries' elections, and that will embolden dictators around the world, said Cheeseman, who is a professor at Edinburgh University of Birmingham. The past four years have seen strongmen from Syria to Turkey and Hungary to Thailand adopt Trump's fake news mantra to dismiss factual journalism they don't like. The fear now is autocrats will be able to directly reference Trump's anti-democratic rhetoric to justify their own actions, or they may just feel that the US is more likely to let them off the hook, Cheeseman said. For decades, the US has been on the forefront of international democracy building efforts, being quick to call out foreign democracies when they challenge democratic norms. Ahead of a spate of elections across Africa, Mike Pope warned last month that the US would watch closely the actions of individuals who interfere in the democratic process and will not hesitate to consider consequences. And on Wednesday, the morning after the US election, the US Embassy on the Ivory Coast called for the country's leaders to show commitment to the democratic process after its election was disrupted. And what Trump said, that exact language could be very easily boomeranged right back to the United States because it applies here too, according to Brian class and associate professor at the Global Policy at University College London. No election or person is more important than our democracy. However, these nuances tend to receive little cut through outside the US and are probably getting lost in the wall of noise. In Bangkok, Thailand, where professed protesters risk jail for demanding democratic reform, student Pan Seripak said there was something that no one would have ever expected from the US. It was reminiscent of a third world country where you have accusations of vote rigging, it seems, 
unbelievable. Also today, a new president, Louise Arc, was inaugurated as president of Bolivia, capping a tumultuous period for the nation and ushering socialists back into power after long-term leader Evo Morales was outed, ousted amongst, amidst anger protests about the length of time he was the leader of the country. The ceremony was held in La Paz and was attended by leaders from the from around the region and around the world, including King Philip of Spain, the President of Paraguay, Argentina and Colombia, according to CNN. Senior, senior officials from Chile, Iran and Venezuela were also in attendance. ARC is a close ally of Morales, but has said Morales will play no part in the government. As Economic Minister, ARC promoted nationalising strategic sectors such as hydrocarbons and energy and pushed domestic production with public investment and subsidies, which helped Bolivia grow at one of the fastest rates in Latin America. Meanwhile, Yasmin Brown comments on immigration in the eye with a very powerful article. An unemployed Englishman I know recently moved to Australia within weeks of getting a work visa. Not so easy for desperate migrants and asylum seekers from the south who were kept in offshore detention camps. Trump supporters say Kamala Harris cannot be American because her mother was from India and her father from Jamaica. They persecuted Kenyan-American Obama too and backed Trump's inhumane treatment of Mexicans trying to get into the US. White migrants are special. Non-white migrants are a threat. These perverse narratives only shift when the two narratives are connected. This migration project is a big step in the right direction. She's referring to the Migration Museum in London, who has a new exhibition charting the movement of people in modern times. Powerful words. Finally, in football, Sam Cunningham in the iPaper writes a powerful opinion piece discussing whether the new five substitutions rule in football is benefiting big clubs. He writes, the big clubs are the big clubs striding ahead of little ones around the big leagues. In La Liga, Real Madrid and Barcelona are fourth and eighth respectively. In Italy, the team that won the last nine consecutive titles, Juventus are fifth. Meanwhile, Sicilia, who did not play the first up flight until 2013, are second. And in Germany, Bayern Munich, Leipzig and Borussia Dortmund are not shaking ahead any more than usual. Far from being the latest evil plan hatched up by big clubs to secure their status, introducing two extra substitutions is lightening the heavy load on players a little more. Quite right. 
Bye for now.